It's the rant. My name is Jeff Radcliffe, and it is Thursday, December 30th. Uh oh. Coming down the home stretch, and it is weird, but I guess a good weird to not have Thursday night football tonight. Not going to lie. <laughs> kind of relieved by that. And actually kind of relieved the way it sets up for us this week. We don't have to worry about being down X amount of points because somebody went off on Thursday night or Saturday night. We all are essentially on an even playing field heading into Sunday. All the marbles on Sunday. Well, we have the Monday game too. Really only three main players who I think are going to be using that Monday game. So a lot of games may not come down to it, to be honest. You have obviously Nick Chubb. You have Najee Harris. You have Deontay Johnson. I I don't really think there's a lot of other startable options, or at least teams who are in championship games who are going to be starting players there. So anyway, we have wide receiver cornerback matchups for you today, like we always do about this time. We have upgrades. We have downgrades. I'm going to dive into it in just a second here. But remember, if you want all of this information, you can get it at your disposal, at your fingertips over at ftnfantasy.com, wide receiver cornerback matchups tool, advanced wide receiver cornerback matchups. Of course, you have the advanced defense versus position and the shadow coverage index. All of it pretty freaking awesome. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. So go check that out. Use the promo code RATPACK for any of your FTN purchases. I uh, like that a lot right there. Uh, so let's dive into it, uh, and we're going to start with the upgrades, and we're going to start with the Rams. Now, Cooper Cup doesn't need an upgrade because he's freaking awesome, <laughs> and uh, he's having a historically good season. Now, I do think that is worth some context, and it is worth noting for next year. He is having a historically good season. We do not call it historically good if it happens every single year. So, I I mean, as easy as it is to simply look back at last year and expect it to happen again, this is a historically good season. Now, he's going to be just fine next year, and and seriously, he'll, it'll, hard, it'll be hard to not have him as the number one wide receiver in my 2022 rankings, which will come out next week. But anyway, point is, he doesn't need the upgrade. But think about it like this. Last week, what won all of the money in DFS? It was stacking Joe Burrow with, and really any of them, but I saw a lot of the the lineups that won the most money had two of the three receivers in there. Whether Obviously, you needed T. Higgins in there, but whether it was T. Higgins and Chase or T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, you needed two of the three in there. So that was against Baltimore, and uh, this uh, matchup for Los Angeles is against Baltimore. And Baltimore, so last week, lost Anthony Averitt. He's dealing with a ribs injury. Doesn't look likely to play. So you're talking Tavon Young, Jimmy Smith, and Chris Westry. I mean, Young, you're getting open left and right. 18% of his targeted routes, he's had tight coverage. So receivers are having no problem getting open against him. Uh, Let's see. Jimmy Smith, limited action. Only 13 targets on the season. Nine catches allowed. He's up there. He's in the twilight of his career. Westry is allowing 18 and a half yards per catch. So what do we do here? Um, I honestly think, you know, it's, a, it's an upgrade for all three receivers. I, I, I'm going to find it very hard to not have Cooper Cup stacked with Matthew Stafford. And then it comes down to, do you want Beckham or do you want to go the cheaper route with Van Jefferson? And I think there's actually some appeal to Van Jefferson just given what he did last week. It wasn't very, well, it wasn't good at all. It wasn't even remotely close to good. 
Uh, and that can linger in people's memories. So there's that. Um, that saves you some money. If you completely went Beckham, Jefferson, and faded Cup, that's an interesting play as well. I'm going to build a lineup like that. I'm going to probably actually have multiple Stafford stacks this week uh, just for giggles. But obviously, season long, you like all three of them. Devontae Adams in season long, of course, you like him. But I, I like him in DFS as well. Sometimes the price point isn't appealing because he has to do so much to reach value, but he can do so much in this matchup. We saw him face... Minnesota only a few weeks back in week 11 he went for 115 two scores in that game and that was with a Patrick Peterson shadow so even with Patrick Peterson shadow him, I don't mind it I like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett I think I'd like Lockett a little bit more just given the recent you know the down the stretch performance although last week wasn't that good but it was in the snow Lockett figures to see more of Will Harris uh Will Harris is the matchup I want to attack 75% catch rate, 0.48 fantasy points allowed per route covered. The league average is 0.26, so way over that number. Metcalf will see a, a Fetu Milifonwu. He's only covered 46 routes this season, so there's a chance that Metcalf goes off as well or one or the other. So I think it's wise to have, obviously in season long, but wise to have exposure to him in DFS. Like De- Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, they're facing Houston. Sometimes it's just as simple as you've... Two plus two equals four. But, I mean, think about it. Desmond King, Tremont Smith, they're both allowing a 71% catch rate. Should see Trey Lance out there. I don't expect Jimmy Garoppolo to play. Regardless, I I mean, I love both of those guys there. And how about this one? You ready for this one? Save the best for last. Not really the best, but Cole Beasley against Atlanta. Now, he's going to be back. And, by the way, your Isaiah McKenzie shares in season long, not worth anything. Your Gabriel Davis shares in season long, probably not worth anything because I would expect three wide to have Stephon Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, and Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley is going to be out of the slot, which is what he does, against Darren Hall, who's allowing an 83% catch rate, 0.42 fantasy points allowed per route covered. Yeah, giddy up. (laughs) Cole Beasley. Hey, they attacked the slot last week. That was part of why McKenzie was such an appealing play. And the outside corners, like AJ Terrell is not bad at all. In fact, I think he's quite good for Atlanta. I think he's quite good. So I could totally see them going after the slot here. Cole Beasley getting back from COVID and being uh, in a Millie Maker uh, winning lineup. <laughs> I, I mean, whatever. It's 20, it, well, it'll be 2022 at the time, but 2021 season, anything can happen. Anyway, there's your upgrades. Uh, do have some downgrades. And I tell you what. The first downgrade that I have is going to be surprising, but I do think it's a downgrade. So I will get to that here right after the break. So I talked about it earlier in the podcast, but last week, if you had a piece of the Bengals, you at least won some money. And if you had all of the Bengals, like if you had the stack of Joe Burrow with T. Higgins and whatever, Jamar Chase or Tyler Boyd, you won all the money. You literally won all the money, which is great. But this week, they're a downgrade. All of them, but especially Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. And I know that may sound blasphemous to some, but think about it. Kansas City. Do you remember when people were freaking the F out over Kansas City? Just about two months ago. There were three and four at the time. The sky was falling. Patrick Mahomes was barely better than Ben DiNucci to a lot of people out there. 
And uh, since then, they haven't lost. Eight straight wins. And the offense is always going to be a part of it for Kansas City. But you know what? A bigger part of it is the defense. And the secondary has been huge. So that's you're essentially talking since about week nine. Charverius Ward is allowing a 42% catch rate. He has seven plays on ball. Remember, that's a combination of interceptions and pass breakups on 33 targets. That's monstrous. Mike Hughes, who great addition, Kansas City, great addition, has been arguably just as good. 55% catch rate, only nine yards per catch in his coverage over that span. This is a tough matchup for Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. I would not be surprised if they come crashing back to earth. Now, season long, am I panicking? No, never going to panic in season long. You kidding me? DFS, am I using these guys? Also, no, not going to use these guys. I'm outright fading them in my builds this week. Marquise Brown, downgrade. Now, I don't know if Lamar plays or not. He wasn't there for the open media portion of practice today on Thursday, but I don't know. But I don't think it really matters because Tyler Huntley looks Marquise Brown's way a lot anyway. So that's not the factor. The factor is Jalen Ramsey. Now... For a good chunk of this year, they did not use Jalen Ramsey in shadow coverage. But they have changed that approach down the stretch. Ramsey has been traveling with opposing wideouts here down the stretch. And he has been as as good as ever. Eight yards per catch allowed. 7.4 air yards per target allowed. Now, he did have his hands full with Justin Jefferson. But that's a different type of receiver than Marquise Brown. I think Ramsey would, you know, Ramsey holds his own in this one, and this is a tough spot for Marquise Brown. It is a very tough spot for Terry McLaurin. I would almost guarantee a shadow from Darius Slay. Why? Because we saw this matchup two weeks ago, and Darius Slay shadowed. So I can't view McLaurin as anything more than a wide receiver three option. He had in that contest. Two catches for 51 yards. Now, two for 51, solid, I guess, but not going to get it done for fantasy purposes. Not at all. I mean, it's a good yards per catch, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But it's still not going to get it done for fantasy purposes. Downgrading him. Wide receiver three for season long, not in DFS builds. A.J. Brown got back on the field last week, was huge for fantasy purposes. This week has to face a very tough Miami defense. Miami also in the midst of a, a win streak and their secondary is a big part of that as well. Xavier Howard does not allow receivers to get much separation. Only 63% of targeted routes, which may sound like it's a lot. Trust me, it's not a lot. That means he's got tight coverage when balls are thrown into his coverage 37% of the time. That's huge. And receivers are not doing well in contested situations. Only six contested catches on 20 contested targets. DJ Moore, not only does he have a mess at quarterback, and I don't care if Sam Darnold's starting or... Uh, heck, they could get they could dust off Jake DeLome for all I care. doesn't matter who's starting at quarterback. It's a bad situation made worse by the fact that he could see Marshawn Lattimore in shadow coverage. Uh, that's rough. It's rough. Marshawn Lattimore's been very good this season. Now, he's given up some touchdowns, but he's still been very good. Marvin Jones versus New England. No, thank you. I don't even know if J.C. Jackson, if there's a need to shadow here, but he's going to see plenty of J.C. Jackson. He has been a standout 49% catch rate this season. It's his star-making year. He's now a star, as far as I'm concerned. 
And then finally, Russell Gage will be facing Buffalo. And man, Buffalo, even without Tredavious White, they're still excellent in the secondary. I've mentioned Taron Johnson on this podcast probably every single week. I know you're probably like, yes, we know, we know. But it still bears repeating. 52% catch rate, 0.15 fantasy points allowed per route covered. That is a very good number there for Johnson. It is a very bad number for Gage. So there you go, wide receiver cornerback matchup upgrades and downgrades. Tomorrow, New Year's Eve, all right, I'll still be here. I'll still be doing the podcast, baby. We'll get you set up for everything for this weekend. All the marbles, all the marbles. The last podcast of the 2021 fantasy football season coming at you uh, tomorrow. Then, of course, hey, next week I will do – I'm doing at least one pod. I may I may slip in a second pod. I'm definitely going to do one for 2022 rankings, and I'll probably do one for D- I, I should do one for DFS, so I'll do one. I'll do two. Got to got to play DFS at week 18, though. Even if you're not a DFS player, you got to play DFS at week 18. Anyway, uh, that does it for me today. Remember, FTNFantasy.com, and of course, I am at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter. All right, I'll catch you tomorrow for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out. Go!